We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast what's going on everybody welcome back to another episode of the pack a day podcast i'm your host andy herman you can follow me on twitter at andy herman nfl thanks so much for joining me today it was officially day one of Packers rookie minicamp. Always exciting this time of year because you get through the draft and this is our very first opportunity to actually get a really good look at some of these players in person. I'll be totally transparent. This was mostly a nondescript practice. We were only there uh, as a media for about four sessions total, one of which was stretching. So it's not like we were able to get a massive feel for who these players are and were, et cetera. But overall, it was just nice to see these players in person and kind of get our first impressions. We'll be back there tomorrow on Saturday, breaking that down as well. But overall, there were 48 players at rookie minicamp. A lot of these are obviously headlined by your rookie class and your undrafted free agents. You've got some players that have not met the playing time threshold yet that can be there. Guys like a Tyler Goodson and a Danny Etling, Bo Melton, etc. And then, of course, you've got your tryout players as well. So 48 players in total. Only one player was not practicing, and that was Grant DuBose. He was off to the sideline. And this makes sense, right? If you're going to sign an undrafted free agent or bring a guy in for a tryout, you're probably making sure that they're 100% healthy because if they're already off to a injured start, that's not 
not a great way to start off your career as an undrafted guy or certainly as a tryout player. So would not make sense for a lot of those guys to already start on the injured list. It would have to probably be somebody that they selected. And in this case, it was seventh round pick Grant DuBose. Hopefully he's back sooner rather than later. No update on what that actual injury is as of yet, but he did not practice on Friday. As far as what we go over today, I'm expecting that this is going to be a fairly short episode. The biggest thing I can tell you is not to jump to any conclusions. I know that we just got done with the draft and immediately we get into our draft grades and breaking down these players. And then this is our first opportunity to see these players in person. And the reason I wanted to do this episode is because I'm very fortunate in that I'm actually one of the very rare few people that actually gets to be there on these days. And I feel like I should you know, at least give you my observations, if nothing else. But I also don't want to be like, all right, let's, you know, let's fire up the hot take machine and let's get these things like started and let's, let's go over some really bold takes. Like this was a very nondescript practice overall. Again, four sessions in total. It started off with some special teams drills. Then it was stretching. Then you had some sort of like ball security and like, or I guess more like fundamental drills. And then finally in that fourth session, you got into some individual drills and some, you know, quarterbacks throwing to receivers and tight ends and those sort of things. So overall, that fourth session was a little bit more informative and could actually see some of the players in action. But this was a mostly nondescript practice, at least the portion that was open to the media. And by the way, this was a shrunken down session for the media. In the past, we got to see a ton of that rookie mini camp, at least practice one. We'll see what practice two brings. In this session, they just said that we were only able to attend the first four sessions of that practice and then closed it down to the media from there. So we didn't get quite the look that we were normally used to in previous years. We'll see if that continues to be the case on Saturday and moving forward, but that was a little bit of an interesting note as well. Maybe one of the other interesting notes before I get into my observations was maybe one of the key people missing was not a player. It was Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur was down in Madison for a, I think it was a cancer benefit held by Greg Gard, the Badgers basketball coach. And I think this is interesting in the fact that he felt comfortable going down on day one of rookie minicamp. Maybe somebody's going to make a big deal out of this. I think this is not a story at all. If there's anything to take away from this, I think it's how much Matt LaFleur trusts Rich Passaccia and Rich Passaccia led practice on Friday and got the opportunity to sort of, you know, put his fingerprints on everything. And for any of those, you know, wondering, Rich Passaccia was the interim head coach for the Raiders and was a legitimate head coaching candidate for the Colts. Ask any player that has played for him. Aaron Rodgers has spoken about it on the Pat McAfee show. Many others have spoken out about it in the past. There were a lot of Raiders that were upset that Rich Passaccia did not get the job and that it went to Josh McDaniels instead when that job was open. There are a multitude of players who have been, you know, in involved in a Rich Passaccia team that feel like he should and you know you know could be would be whatever a potential head coach in the NFL and I think this is Matt LaFleur saying hey you know I've got something going on Rich it's your show you take it and I have total trust and you know you can totally run this thing the way as you seem fit and I think again that's a more of a vote of confidence in Rich than it is a story about Matt LaFleur not being at day one of rookie minicamps and Matt's going to be back on day two he'll speak to the media on day two as well so uh, we'll get some feedback from from Matt, uh, at, you know, after day two of minicamp. But as far as those that are, are like, you know, maybe 
wondering of like, oh my goodness, Matt LaFleur wasn't even there for day one of, of rookie minicamps. I don't think that this is a story. And like I said, if anything, it is a huge vote of confidence in Rich Passaccia and his capabilities of leading a football team. He is a more than capable, you know, in my opinion, head coach in the NFL. And the Packers are very blessed that they have him as an assistant head coach, obviously special teams coordinator. And they, you know, that Matt gave him that autonomy to lead that practice. So that was kind of, in my opinion, that was kind of a cool story that it was Rich's practice. And no shocker, no shocker whatsoever. And maybe Rich had no say in this. Maybe Matt had everything to do with this, but no shocker whatsoever that the very first drills in rookie mini camps 2023 were Rich Passaccia's special teams drills. And this just is like been the off season of Rich Passaccia. If you look at all the players that were re-signed or signed in the off season so far, all of them have some sort of special teams connection. Even like Every single draft pick, for the most part, has some special teams connection. Guys in the seventh round, Anthony Johnson and um, Carrington uh, Valentine, were definitely huge special teams players. But even guys like Lucas Van Ness had a couple punt blocks. Like you, you go right down the list. You, you know, Jaden Reed had three punt returns for touchdowns. I think it was Luke Musgrave had a blocked punt. Like I think it was Cor- uh, you know uh, Colby Wooden uh, who had a field goal block. Like you see special teams written all over this entire offseason. So. Fitting that Rich Passaccia would be the coach on Friday and more than fitting that the very first drill and the very first practice of 2023 would be a special teams drill. All right, as far as my observations, number one, and this is really what this is about, at least from my standpoint, is it's a first impression. It's just like, what what jumps off the page to you? Just sort of scanning the field for these 48 players, what what stands out? And the very first thing that stands out is Lucas Van Ness. If you wanna have a conversation of like, who looks the part on day one, it is Lucas Van Ness through and through. We knew that this is a player nicknamed Hercules that was built and you see all the pictures Man, the pictures don't do it justice. This guy is absolutely yoked. He looks the part. He is a, you know, if you want to talk about like just chiseled physique and like everything that you want, that that's him. Like he fits the build to a absolute T and, you know, he looks like a NFL edge rusher from day one. And you, maybe that's like, well, yeah, Andy, he just got drafted as a, you know, player, as an edge rusher in the NFL. I would hope he looks the part. One of my biggest takeaways from last year at this same time last year was Kingsley Kiki and Kingsley Kiki, or sorry, Kingsley Nigbari and Kingsley Nigbari not exactly, you know, filling out his build at that point of like, okay, this guy might take a little bit of time to fill out physically and put on some functional strength. Like don't expect him to just come in and be a powerhouse on day one. Like he's going to take some time in the past. Jake Hansen in his rookie season, sixth round pick when he got selected, you know, he looks like a JV player trying to play varsity or maybe even a freshman player trying to play varsity his first season, a little bit undersized. Like sometimes these players drafted or not drafted, you can tell right away of like, oh, they're gonna it's gonna take some time for them to build up that frame and put on some functional strength. With Lucas Van Ness, that is not the case. He looked ready to play week one, top tier NFL edge rusher from day one. And that's a positive takeaway. Do we get to see him against offensive tackles and one-on-ones or in team drills? No. Do I have any sort of real feel that he's gonna be this amazing edge rusher? No. But one of the best things that you can have as a first impression is looking the part. And Lucas Van Ness, 1 million percent looked the part. If you could scan, again, the field of 48 players, it does not take you long to find Lucas Van Ness and say, oh, yeah, 
that's that's probably their first round pick because he's just built a little bit different. He just has a little bit of a different feel to him. So it's important to pass that eye test. And it's uh, it's a great feeling to have when you take somebody, you know, top 15 where you get them in and you're like, okay, as advertised, you know, he hasn't let himself go over the you know past few weeks before the draft, you know, whatever the case may be. Like I said, he came in ready to play, looked the part, and that will be an exciting progression for him moving forward. My other big takeaway was the tight ends were certainly as advertised. And that comes first of all with Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft. I want to start with Luke Musgrave because when we talk about a player jumping off the page, Luke Musgrave jumps off the page for his height and his size, and you notice him immediately. But then there's the movement traits. He is an extremely clean mover when he gets out of his stance, when he is just doing drills, when he's jogging around, like you can just tell, like there is a poetry in motion of watching Lucas Musgrave or Luke Musgrave in person. That those traits that we saw on tape that we talked about, yeah, there's limited productivity and, you know, go back and listen to my entire deep dive scouting report from him. Yes, there's going to be some things that he's going to have to work on and probably put on some functional strength. But what jumped off the, the, the tape when you watched him was his movement skills. And you're like, okay, this guy has some very unique traits as a move tight end, probably going to be a little bit of a mismatch piece. Again, that's something that you're hoping to see as soon as you see him in person. And it, as much as it jumped off the tape, it jumped off as you're watching him in practice. If again, if you're just scanning the field and being like, all right, who am I going to keep an eye on? Luke Musgrave once again jumps out as somebody of like, oh, I want, I want to kind of just... I don't really want to watch any of the other 47 guys. I just kind of want to keep watching Luke Musgrave because you could tell the movement skills, you could tell how fast he was and a very you know fun story and, and just sort of highlighting this, Cameron McDonald, one of the players that was in camp, uh, he or in, in, in rookie mini camp, I should say, he, they're doing just these drills off the line and they're just, you know, kind of getting out of their stance and sprinting down the field or whatever. Cameron McDonald's looking at, you know, Luke Musgrave and be like, oh, he's like, you got some speed. He's like, you got some speed, man. Like you, you could tell he was impressive. Like, oh, this, this guy's different. And there were with both Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave, you could just tell from some of the comments on the field and just, you know, hearing the media talking of, you know, just these two guys, their movement traits and what they are going to bring to the tight end room, a little bit more speed, a little bit more run after the catch ability. You could just tell it from day one. And that's, like I said, an exciting aspect of well. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. And that moves us into Tucker Craft, who is basically same thing, right? 
Like this guy is built like an absolute tight end is supposed to be built. And he has some really fun movement skills as well. You can see him quickly get out of his stance. You can see him catch the ball, immediately accelerate out of that catch, which is something that Luke Musgrave did as well. And again, I want to emphasize this is in shorts in the Don Hudson Center in early May. This isn't crowning anyone. We're not saying that anyone's going to become a first team all pro on their very first rookie mini, you know, mini camp practice in, in short shorts, by the way, for, for Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave, but for any of these guys. But again, it's always positive when you can see these guys in person and they can kind of jump off the page a little bit. And that was exactly the case with both, both Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft. And you could tell uh, the coaches were excited to see both of those guys. You could tell their movement skills and both of them are going to be very fun players to watch through their remainder of this offseason. And hopefully, for their careers as members of the Green Bay Packers. And then the other one I'll highlight too, as somebody that just stands out a little bit, was Austin Allen, the tight end. Now, no play. There's no, I can't say like, oh yeah, he had a great catch over the middle and individual. There was nothing like that. But he is a huge dude. He is a massive, massive dude. Austin Allen is somebody when I watched him, I thought for sure would be like a fifth round pick somewhere in that range. Was super surprised when he went undrafted. He goes undrafted and I'm like, this is one of the top undrafted free agents in all of football. The Giants pick him up. I thought he was going to make the Giants 53. He gets released. As soon as he gets released, I'm like, they're going to immediately sign him back to the practice squad. They didn't. In which case, I'm like, well, somebody else is going to pick him up right away. They didn't. Nobody else did. Finally, the Packers picked him up around, I think, middle of season last year as a practice squad tight end. He obviously carries that over into this year, was able to attend the rookie mini camps here and, uh, you know, and just be present in this and continue his growth. But he is a massive tight end. When I watched him in college, he's got some good run after the catch ability little bit of ability up the seam, huge dude, massive catch radius in person. He looks the part very much so as a big seam stretching potential tight end. So he's going to have to work on his blocking just based on his scouting report coming out of college. And I'm sure that that's something that's going to be a focus of his moving forward. He's got great size, but that is another player at rookie minicamp where if you're just scanning the field, Austin Allen definitely going to you know stand out to you just based on his size alone. So tight ends were looking the part and certainly stood out in a practice that again was mostly just sort of first impressions. Tyler Goodson's another one where I just want to say, I love watching this guy practice. You can tell he doesn't take any moment for granted. Like just even like a a simple, like swing pass drill, like he's taking that swing pass drill. He's running through it. He's sprinting down the field. He's like doing a little bit of a, a juke and a cut move, like halfway down the field, like just working on everything that he can and going 110% at all times. What that amounts to, is he going to end up making the roster as a number three running back? You know, he's going to have some competition from Patrick Taylor and from Lou Nichols, a a player that they spent a seventh round pick on. And we know how Goody doesn't like to, you know, cut his draft picks. So he's going to have a battle ahead of him. This is no commentary. I'm like, oh man, Tyler Goodson's going to be this amazing NFL player. But I just love the way that he practices his intensity and his attention to detail. It goes a long way. And I'm like, this is a player that I really liked coming out of Iowa, you know, as a, you know, potential late round pick, you know, Green Bay picks him up as an undrafted free agent with Stan, you know, had had a really nice preseason, you know, really, really nice preseason. Thought there was a chance that he was going to make the roster, ends up making the practice squad for the entirety of the year. If I had to guess, that's probably his fate again this year, unless he balls out. Maybe another team takes a flyer on him, or maybe he does win that number three running back spot. But this is a player that I'm still very interested in, has great, great speed, takes his job seriously, and is somebody that I'm going to be keeping an eye on through rookie minicamps, OTAs, minicamps, and training camp. Uh, Let's talk about my undrafted free agent that I was immediately caught off guard by. As you guys know, I love these undrafted free agents. I always love finding my guy. Some of my guys in the past have been Tim Boyle, Raven Green, uh, Alex Light, 
Um, you know, there's been a variety of of these guys throughout the the, the course of uh, time in Green Bay, and you know, immediately a guy that jumps off the page for me is is Benny Sapp the third, and this is just a immediate like oh. Like he looks like a he looks built like a safety. Like he looks like what you're supposed to look like as a top end safety in this you know in this day and age. And I he just sort of stood out to me. And again, I'm not gonna say like oh yeah you have this diving catch or like he this is again him you know practicing with tackling dummies and things like that. But certain things as you've done you know when you've done this long enough, certain things are just gonna kind of catch your eye. Just his size, his intensity, the way that he kind of went about practice was just something that immediately caught my eye. And if you, when you're starting to look at undrafted guys, you're looking at guys that, all right, how did, you know, maybe how did this guy get overlooked? When I'm watching these guys in person, if I, if you would have asked me, if I didn't know anything about these players, if I didn't know who was who or what was what, and this was like my first day ever watching football and you said, Andy, who are the, you know, who are the five or six guys that were drafted out of this class just by looking at them? You know, Lucas Van Ness would have been one of those guys. Luke Musgrave, Tucker Craft, um, all of those guys would have stood out. Benny Sapp would have probably been on my list. Like that would have been like, yeah, that guy was definitely drafted. And again, this is just an in-person, you know, first impression sort of thing. But sometimes that stuff goes a long way as to how they're built, how they look, how they move on the field. And for me, Benny Sapp was a guy that stood out and he's going to be a player that I kind of keep an eye on moving forward. Another one uh, is Sean Clifford. This was a this is a fun day from Sean Clifford. I thought he spun the ball really well. And if you remember what I said when they took him and I had the opportunity to break down a little bit of his tape, I'm looking forward to his deep dive coming up by the way, so keep an eye out for that. But if if you took away the results, all right? If if you took away like even even like if you watched him under center, you know, five-step drop, seven-step drop, watched his arms, you know, arm talent, watched how he, you know, was mobile in the pocket, watched his footwork, like those sort of things. If you just watch that, if you just watched him get through his, you know, motion and everything like that, and then pause the tape and didn't look at anything else, you would watch him and be like, yeah, that guy's a, that guy's a good quarterback. He's really good. Now the results, sometimes the decision-making, the accuracy, some things like that in college did not, you know, really do him justice and was really the reason why a lot of people had an undrafted grade on him and thought that Green Bay maybe reached on him with a fifth round pick. This was another example of, you know what, we don't know what he's going to be. And some of the tape at, at Penn State was not the greatest for him. But when you just watch him, like, and you just sort of watch his mobility, when you watch his footwork, when you watch his, you know, how he kind of commands, you know, the, not a huddle, but like the line of scrimmage, you know, he was barking out the cadence already. Like he's an impressive dude and he spun the football really well. Now how that equates moving forward, it will remain to be seen, but that's another player where like, if you told me like, that's the the backup quarterback for the Packers this year at a first glance, I would have been like, yeah, all right. Like I could see that. Like he kind of, he kind of fits the bill. I'm not saying again that he's just going to be this awesome quarterback or anything like that, but it's a player that spun the ball well, took command of the offense when he needed to in that early practice, and I was impressed by. I thought he had a really nice practice, you know, threw a couple deep balls really nice, and I'm going to be interested to see how he progresses through the offseason as well. As far as Dontavian Wicks and Jaden Reed, a couple of other of these guys didn't get a massive look at everyone. Obviously, there's 48 guys there. There's only four sessions. Um, I thought Wicks and Reed both had some impressive catches. I thought both of them looked apart. I thought both of them moved really well. Just not a lot of opportunity to see exactly what those guys are capable of. Posted a couple videos of them um, on my Twitter page, again, at Andy Herman NFL, so you can check those out there. 
And then last but not least is Lou Nichols. I thought Lou Nichols had a nice day. You know, you could tell that one cut and the you know, up mentality that he has. He showed that off, you know, had a couple nice catches in the individual drills as well, catching from, you know, the, the two quarterbacks and right along the sideline. So good hands, good build, good vision, you know, just kind of went about his business. You know, he, you know he's another guy that kind of looked the part a little bit as maybe like a number three running back option. So those are my overall observations. And if they're a little bit underwhelming and, you know, and you're like, you were waiting for some like huge breaking thing, it just wasn't that type of practice. Like, like I said, this is your opportunity, or at least my opportunity to just kind of get first impressions of these players, see who stood out, see who like really caught your eye. And those are kind of the players that caught my eye in day one of rookie minicamp. I'm going to be there right back on you know Saturday and you know seeing anything else that stands out and I'll bring another report for you you know tomorrow and and see where we kind of go from there but hoping we get a little bit better look in you know maybe than four sessions on Saturday and uh, hoping we can see maybe a little bit more you know I don't know you know maybe some team drills some things like that and we can get a little bit of a better look at some of these players but either way just sort of fun to unwrap some of these presents finally get to see them in person following a really exciting draft I thought you know overall the the group on day one as much as they possibly could, lived up to the hype of a, a really positive draft class for Brian Gutekunst. And this was just their first impressions as well and their first you know, time practicing inside the Don Hudson Center. And I thought these guys handled themselves well. And like I said, I'm really excited to track them moving forward. So overall, very positive first impressions for this rookie draft class. That's going to do it for me today. Always appreciate you guys. I'll be right back here tomorrow with another breakdown. But until next time, and as always, Go Pack Go! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.